0: Travel Saturday with Sarah and Ed. With Canadian Sky. Fly to the heart of the Canadian Rockies, direct from Dublin to Calgary. And experience spectacular scenery and vibrant cities. Discover Canada in 2024 with CanadianSky.ie. Sarah Slattery is flying solo today, literally. Hiya Sarah, how are you? (laughs) Hi Trina, how are you? So Sarah is the travel expert. What are we going to look at today in terms of holiday locations? Well, I thought since Ed is off flying somewhere, I'd
1: cover island hopping in Greece because I did it last year. And it was something that, I mean, I've been to Greece a good few times, but I always wanted to kind of do the, the, the iconic Greek island hopping uh, adventure mm. since yeah. I think the days of budget travel 25 years ago. I finally got to do it last year and it was absolutely incredible, every bit as magical as I expected. But there's a lot of things I learned along the way. Particularly with regard to the ferries and prices and picking islands and things like that, and uh, yeah, it's not as straightforward as
0: it sounds. Okay, you know? so do you really need to plan this before you go, or you, can you kind of island hop as you know when you get there, then decide? No, definitely. I know. I mean, maybe if you're eighteen
1: year old and you don't mind, you know, overnight ferries and you know hostels and things like that, you might be fine. But if you want to stay in nice accommodation, like it's actually some of the islands, the accommodation is really expensive. You know, if you want to kind of somewhere down near the port or some of the, the Trentine Sunset locations, like you really need to book in advance. And everything, even from regard to the ferries, like it's really important that you plan, you know, which islands you're going to. Because, for instance, Milos is one of our favorite islands. I thought it was incredible. But there was only one ferry that arrived in at seven o'clock at night. And there was only one ferry that left at 11 o'clock in the morning. So, mm. Although we had three nights there, we only really had two days. So it's important to not only like plan your island but also sort of check the ferry times because yeah. some have three and four ferries a day others only have one right. and it's important that you know when you're going in and
0: when you're going out See, so you can't I'd assume also you'd, be say raging. Like you'd be raging Sarah wouldn't you now if you, you you thought that oh we can just you know take it handy and then you realise the ferry for that particular day is gone or it's not going to suit you so yeah there is a bit of planning Yeah and like some of the accommodation you know I mean we, we had the kids with us so you could be talking like 300 euros a night and you're getting there at 8 o'clock at night and you're leaving
1: at 11 in the morning no, <laughs> no point in doing that you know
0: Yeah. So like
1: the prices as well, like particularly if you're going in in peak season, you know, it's, it's really important that you plan it. I'd also say as well to kind of mix it up. Some of the islands, Paros and Naxos, for instance, would be maybe two of the most popular islands, but they're right beside each other. So you could very easily stay in one and just hop across and do a day trip to mm. the other you know you wouldn't mm. necessarily have to up the and move so that's another thing to factor in and also maybe you know the big kind of flash islands like Mykonos and Santorini they're probably the most expensive they're both kind of obviously very over commercialized now and loads and loads of crowds particularly in peak season I'd say maybe pick one or the other I would say maybe don't do both so maybe have your kind of quiet relaxing spot have you know your flash kind of glitz and glamour and you know just mix it up a bit so you get a real taste for all the different islands How many islands are there?
0: I'm thinking like there was like two or three <laughs> I,
1: no? Well you see Cyclades are the ones I'm kind of talking about the ones in the centre that most people do the island hopping in there's 220 of them which I believe but oh there's only God. 33 that are inhabited. so yeah, yeah. But um, it sounds like a lot of work and particularly, I suppose, of the families of people tuning in. You know, there are easier ways to island hop in Greece. You can go to some of the bigger islands, like the Ionian islands, Corfu, the Kintos, Cephalonia. They're all together. They're much easier to kind of get around. You can fly directly to Corfu You can fly directly to the now. The same with the likes of Casa Roads. Crete, you can fly direct there and do day trips to some of the other islands. You don't have to do the type of experience I did last year. There are lots of easier ways to do it and cheaper ways to do it. I mean, Mm. definitely I would say try and avail of the direct flights if you can, because the ferries, like, it's not like Mamma Mia, you know, they're not. (laughs) I think I had this pre idea like thought I'd be, you don't even get out on deck on most of them. You're stuck in like a sardine and these like no air conditioning sweat boxes, like they're not like what you think they are, you know, definitely, definitely that.
0: Okay, okay. No. So how long would you need, Sarah, for a trip like this? If you're going to take in, say, the the number of islands that you took in, and you might tell us what islands you did.
1: Yeah well we went for 12 nights in total and we did three islands but as I said I did have the kids with me so we kind of did it a little bit more leisurely. I mean if you're a student or you don't mind popping around and you can stay up all night and all that kind of stuff you know you could probably do a little bit less but um, I would say definitely stay at least three nights in each place if you want to see it properly and places like Milos for instance it's just so diverse so much to see real eye opener for me it's not just your pretty seaside villages and trendy kind of shops and like there was a beach there canico beach and i it's like a, they also call it moon beach and i honestly think it was probably one of the most incredible places i've been ever you know um, i've been I, a lot of places guess, like, <laughs> oh it was absolutely amazing there's also um a little boats you can actually rent out you don't have to be you don't have to have a license like there it's 150 euros and you can actually take a boat out and go around to like dive spots and snorkeling spots yourself like there's so much you can do we didn't even get to do that on me i nearly want to go back and just do that myself you can actually fly to a lot of the islands from Athens and sometimes the flights are nearly as cheap as ferries, and they're like 30 minutes you know um, are these so rickety, yeah, the rusty planes, though, are they? Are they- <laughs> well, yeah. they are the propellers, all right, you know. <laughs> but then, and saying that, like, there's these winds that, um, I'm not doing a good job of selling these ferries, am I? There's these winds, they're called melechme winds or something like that, I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong, in the summer. So it's really windy on the ferries, like, it would be quite sickening. So if right. you get seasick, like, I'd much rather be in a propeller plane than being on a boat for three hours, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So, and definitely check the prices of both. Because, I mean, the flights are kind of like buses, those internal flights, you just hop on and hop off. Like, it's not, you don't have to be there two hours before and all that kind of jazz, you know. So mm. It might be,
0: you know, something to consider when you are pricing ferries, just price the flights as well. Yeah, Well, the islands be big enough now, Sarah? Like, would you need to hire a car when you get there? Yeah, I probably, Well,
1: some of them, it depends, I suppose, but I would suggest hiring a car. Now, we kind of got a bit ripped off in one of the islands, because I booked it from here. And then when we arrived, we saw rates were for like 30 euros a day or something. I think we were paying 100, 100 euros a day. So some of them, are they're sort of real local islands. So, you know, if you don't have a set plan And your accommodation central, I'd say you could maybe just hire a car when you get there and just Mm. maybe for a day and go around. But there's loads of boat trips and stuff like that as well. And it's kind of nice to do a boat trip, you know, because you get the whole sunset, the whole Greek feeling. You'll see like these sunset cruises or um, sailing trips for a couple of hours and they go around different islands. And, you know, I would definitely say you could, you know, do that once or twice during your trip and it was one of our best experiences in Santorini when we did that and you also get the bird's eye view of the sunset without having to
0: stand in line for two
1: hours so you could you know you wouldn't have to hire a car every day depending on where your accommodation is i suppose as well that's the other side
0: yeah would this be quite an expensive holiday sarah
1: yeah, it was probably one of the most expensive trips we've done now as a family. Now we did stay in nice places. Now when I say nice, they were like four star. They weren't like five star, but they were expensive. And again, I would say mix that up a bit if you can. In Milos, they have these like boat houses, and they're like traditional boat houses that you stay in, and they're just really, really cool. You literally walk out and you walk into the sea. They're, they're like rustic. You know, they're not like luxurious, but they're just so cool you know you'll see a lot of them on airbnb and and then in the likes of santorini or paros you know you the most important thing is probably the location i'd say more so nearly than the standard of the hotel Mm. and you want to be able to, to get those kind of if you're paying that kind of money you want to be able to see your sunsets and but there are ways around it. You can opt for cheaper accommodation and take trips in. Like Santorini, for instance, if you stay in Ia or Fira, like the prices are really high. But there's lots of resorts like Parissa and Kamari down to the, the other side of the island. that a half an hour drive away. But they're full resorts, like any holiday resort. But yeah. the accommodation is half the price. They, they don't have those caldera views and all that kind of thing. But you can just go in on the bus or, or drive in. So there are cheaper ways to do it. But still, I say when you've taken the, the ferries into account and and all that, yeah, it's not the kind of the cheap holiday you might think it is. Island hopping, it you know it, it definitely isn't. Um, particularly if you want those sunset bars and all those kind of bucket list kind of things, you're going for that reason, I suppose as well. You know, you're going to go to the see the sunset in these cool bars at night time, and you know you're you're going for all those experiences.
0: So you know they they do tend to add up. And finally, Sarah, is there a time of year that you would recommend going to the Greek islands? Well, really, from about May um, to September, like the weather should be okay. Uh, July, August.
1: is probably the hottest, I suppose, that everybody would know. But it's also the time where they have those really, really high winds, so the ferries can be quite sickening. And it's also the time where you get the most crowds. So I would say if you can avoid July, August, actually, and maybe, you know, May, June, September. um, Over the last few years, the weather has actually been quite good into October. You know, again, sure no one can predict the weather anymore, but, you know, the later in the season, the weather has been quite nice. So That could be a lovely time to go as well yeah. and a lot cheaper. Yeah. But like, again, it's hard to say. I'd say if you were to cherry pick, I'd say maybe June or September
0: is probably the best. You, have, you should have good weather and you shouldn't have too many crowds. And will there but, be a bit of life um, still around when, that time? You know the way some, some holiday destinations, they become like a, a morgue almost, don't they, at certain times of the year?
1: Yeah, October, like getting into October now. Some of the places would, would would close. They don't all open late, but the the key main key resorts would certainly be open. But everything would be open from May to September, pretty much anyway. So yeah, you know you should be fine there. And a lot, a lot of the flights are starting in April and go on into October. So if you are kind of going like really off peak like that, you just want to check the locations because as I said, there's not much point if some of the restaurants and places aren't open. Just make sure. Like, but that the key big popular resorts will be most of the most of the air- airlines in, in the uk and the tour operators now are trying to extend the season a little bit longer and um, and just going on the last few years weather seems to be better later than than earlier like october is better than april for instance you know generally speaking now whether that's going to continue we don't know but
0: that's probably a good tip i suppose and um, to try and get reasonable prices off season Okay. Well, Sarah has all her top tips there for island hopping in Greece, and they're on our website, thetravelexpert.ie. Thanks so much, Sarah. Chat to you soon. Hi, Trina. Travel Saturday with Sarah and Ed. With Canadian Sky, fly to the heart of the Canadian Rockies, direct from Dublin to Calgary, and experience spectacular scenery and vibrant cities. Discover Canada in 2024 with CanadianSky.ie.